Welcome into the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. I am Sterling Holmes with a little special edition AMA. Matt Connor is out. Was listed as doubtful, but he is out. Full transparency, he gave me time. It's okay. I just thought it'd be kind of fun to do an AMA with all of you guys. Um, any questions you have from that, that post-Bills game and a kind of a look ahead as the Chiefs take on the easier stretch in their schedule they face the three and ten Patriots this upcoming week but I want to give you guys a chance to get some of your frustrations out as well um I want to start first and foremost here the sky is literally falling as a tile at Arrowhead literally fell during a Chris Jones post-game presser. If that's not an indication of how this season has gone, I don't know a better one. Sky literally fallen. I guess it's maybe Sky Morphe literally fell on a route, which I'm pretty sure has happened multiple times this season. But Chris Jones, the veteran that he is, decided to end his presser early as the tile fell. Uh, Good move from CJ95. But I want to start first and foremost with the call. Okay, I know a lot of you guys have, have heard some thoughts already. I'm sure you have your own thoughts. I'd like to get my own thoughts out there. Uh, first and foremost, are the refs to blame? Is Kadarius Tony the one to blame? If you're having a hierarchy of who's to blame more, it's got to be Kadarius Tony. Is it a call that typically happens? No. I looked at it 12 times. 12 times this season. It made me laugh because they actually called an offensive offsides later on in Sunday night football against the Eagles. And guess what? That one was not offsides on the offense. When you take out the tush pushes, there's been, what, three, maybe four offensive offsides all season long. End of the day, let's be real now. Whether you think Carl Sheffers has it out for Kansas City or not, you know how you don't get called for offensive offsides? Don't be offsides. Don't get me wrong. Is it a call that almost never gets called? Yes, you bet your ass it is. But again, Tony, what are you doing? Like, I get the the, the reports and the back and forth of Andy saying, no, he didn't check in. And you see the video come out and Tony did. But what Tony did was go through the motions. Kadarius Tony went up into the spot, looked over, did not give the ref enough time to discern whether he is or is not. There's no chance for him to say yes or no. And what happened? He's offsides and it finally gets called in a crucial moment. And oh, by the way, come on now. I laughed and said Carl Shepherds was thrilled that that was the end result. But it wasn't because he knew what was going to happen. He threw the flag at the very beginning of the play. He had no idea it was going to go for a touchdown. All we know is it could have been an incompletion. Of course, it has happened to take away from Travis Kelsey's greatness, one of the most beautiful plays you will ever see. Part of my mind, part of my mind thought, you know what? I wonder if Travis Kelsey saw the flag. You know how you think it's a false start, so you think it's a free play? I know he was on the other side, but these guys have incredible views. They they, they know what to look for. So I wonder if that's why we saw the crazy lateral from Kelsey to Tony to begin with. By the way, Tony celebrating, probably knowing full well that penalty was on him. Wild to me. 
wild. Can't get over that. Um, once again, if you're having a hierarchy, be mad at the refs all you want. I know I'm upset about a call that really that really happens. End of the day, if you don't want it to happen, don't be offsides. Say the same thing the Eagles fans and Bradbury held. If they say it's ticky-tack, we know how you don't get called for that. Don't hold into a jersey. If you're a Bengals fan and you were complaining about the late hit on Mahomes out of bounds, you know how you stop that? Don't hit them out of bounds. It's the same thing. Whether you think it's ticky-tack or not, there is a clear-cut way to avoid this, and that is how you do it. Uh, Charles Barton. Wow, that's the nicest comment I've ever gotten, I think. This dude is the most unhateable talking head ever. I try to hate the Chiefs, but this guy rules. Appreciate you. Uh, Jalen Butler says this is part of the reason why he didn't succeed in New York. KT is an amazing talent, but he doesn't do the little things great. Yeah, we've seen that time and time again. Two games, Kadarius Tony has cost the Chiefs this season. First game against the Lions, this one here. He's probably the most talented wide receiver, him and Rasheed Rice. The issue is KT, the six inches between the dome. You got to get it figured out. And I love Andy Reid trying to take credit. He's saying, you know, come on. He's a, he's a young guy. He's learning. You're in your third year. Third year. Deciding if you want a fifth-year option or a second contract. If you can't line up correctly, you got bigger things going on. Um, Oregon Fishing says, guarantee you if Andy ran the way easier offenses that other teams do, they would look better. Oregon Fishing, man, um, I'm not going to lie, man. I, I thought the same thing, and I thought the Chiefs figured something out. That Raiders game, second quarter to fourth quarter, what happened? The Chiefs put up 31 points. What did they do? It wasn't explosive plays. It was being smart. They were efficient. They took care of the football. They put up 31 points in three quarters. That's not with Tyreek Hill and the 50-yard bombs. It was Mahomes making the smart play. The receiver's not dropping the rock. If they can put up 31 in three quarters without having to try and force the ball in places they don't need to be, without trying to hit MVS on a deep ball, which newsflash is not going to happen, why stop? You are effectively running the football. And oh, by the way, Wanya Morris, which we'll get to a little bit later, because Wanya Morris is a great run blocker. Keep running to his side. I, I get so frustrated. It seems like the overthinking. I'm not saying I know more than Andy Reid. I'm telling you what I see. And what I see is a team effectively moving the ball on the ground, taking what is given, and they go out of it for some unknown reason. Is it the players? Is it the, the coaching? I'm befuddled by this. Um, I see some more comments here. Uh, one from Christopher. Uh, appreciate you, Christopher. It says, why not bench Sky and MVS? I'm with you. I would totally do that. Uh, Sky Moore at this point is a slot receiver who's being forced to play on the outside because Rasheed Rice is so much better in the slot. There's no room for him. I guess what it comes down to in my mind is who else you going to put in? Who else you going to put in? Um Justin Watson, I think, is slightly better than MVS at this point. Richie James, I think, is a really good wide receiver who was not getting much run, and he had a, a drop. It was a tough catch. He got nailed on that play, but it was a tough catch. One I would like to see him bring in, especially for a guy trying to vie for more playing time. I see a lot of Justin Ross in the chat. You know, I, he can come back now after this Bills game. Suspension is up. I, I just wonder, man. I, I Justin Ross was not moving the needle before he – uh, got suspended. Why do we think him sitting six weeks, all of a sudden he's going to be the savior? Don't get me wrong. I'd love to see it. I'm not trying to be a hater here. I'm trying to be realistic. Justin Ross is a big-bodied guy who in his limited action, again, there's a caveat, limited action, did nothing. 
He looked confused on that one red zone touch, uh, the one red zone throw he got. He got spun around like a pretzel, looked like MVS on a deep ball. But again, I would try anything compared to what we're seeing right now. Again, if it were me, if it were me, give me Rasheed Rice, 85, 90% until the wheels fall off, baby. Okay. As long as Rasheed Rice can breathe, as long as that dude is uh, in shape enough, has enough energy, throw him out there every single play. I don't care if you think he doesn't know the plays because clearly MVS doesn't either. Give me Rasheed Rice out there as much as, give me the most talented dude out there. And quite frankly, I know we're all mad at Kadarius Tony. I still want to see Tony out there more. Uh, Tony's going to be prone to a drop here and there, to a boneheaded play. We know this. But the talent, the talent makes it worth it, at least on this current construction of the roster. I want to see more Tony. I, I, I don't care. I, I understand they're trying to save him for the playoffs and the injuries and the, the boneheaded plays. But if MVS is going to not know where to be, if Sky Moore has shown nothing, if the one game he was Justin Watson as the wide receiver one was extremely ineffective, then you're not going to use Richie James for some unknown reason. At least get a guy who can get open. I, I get it, David Potter. Tony can't catch a cold. He, he puts butter on his hands, it looks like, before the games. But he's the only dude outside of Rice that seemingly gets open, especially in man. And I like how they're using him out of the backfield as a little Debo Samuel light. Again, I don't like when they say we're trying to save him and take him so some unnecessary hits off of him. And then you use him as a running back and you won't use him consistently as a receiver. But again, I would like to see more Kadarius Tony just based on the current wide receiver roster construction. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Primetime Gallus is Rasheed needs to be out there on fourth and longs. Uh, also, third and longs is probably what I think you're, you're getting at there. It makes no sense relying on 84, 11, and 24 for key situations. I'm with you. I don't know why third down comes around. Rasheed Rice will make a big catch on second down. It'll be third and three. And it's like, you know what, Rasheed? Get on out of there. Get out. We can't have you making back-to-back good plays. Uh, John Gordon said, what happened to Tony on vertical routes? Great question. They're not running him a ton on vertical routes, at least from what I have seen. I have seen mostly that's the MVS route, which apparently they're going to keep trying it until uh, until it works one time. Uh, but they can't even draw pass interference. I mean, at least Rasheed Rice drew pass interference the one time they use him in a deep route. Uh, Tony Martin says, real talk, why was Von Miller playing Sunday after the DV? Ross got commission exemplist in six games, but not the same for Von Miller. Yeah, it's wild. Uh don't know. The inconsistencies abound in the NFL. It's not a vendetta against Kansas City. I'm not going to sit here and say the NFL has it out for the Chiefs. I think that's absurd. I just think that the refs are bad, and I think there's so much inconsistency with everything regarding suspension. We never get a clear answer. You, you, you just don't. Um, again, the, the same thing with the refs in this game. Like, Kadarius Tony was offsides. Even if it's a call that never happens, he was offsides. There's not a vendetta against Kansas City. Okay? I, I think that's just... Refs suck. Refs are horrible. It's, it's been an NFL's wide. I mean, against the Packers, four calls. Two went for Kansas City, two went against. Refs suck. 
You got 45-year-old dudes who are out of shape trying to catch up with world-class athletes making bang-bang plays. It's tough. I get it. There's different things you can do. The inconsistencies are what makes everyone angry. That's why Patrick was so angry. That's why Mahomes wasn't so mad after the Packers game, because he realized they got some calls that went their way and some that went the other way. The inconsistencies are what drives players crazy. In this game, you don't blame the refs. I'm not blaming the refs. I'm blaming for the Chiefs' loss. I should say that. I'm not blaming the Chiefs' loss in this game on the refs. I'm saying the refs are horrible. It's what they do game in and game out. They need help. Okay, they need help from up top. I have zero idea why. Zero idea why they can't have a guy up top in the skybox saying, hey, that's P.I. Hey, that's not P.I. Pick that thing up. It makes no sense. One second. My dog, really quickly, wants this. Okay, here you go, dude. All right. I got heated there for a second. He did a chance to calm down. That was my chance. Uh, Jalen said, I heard you say chip in the ball. Was that a joke or could it actually help? I think you can put a chip in the ball, man. If they can do it at Top Golf, you're telling me they could put thousands of chip, chips in golf balls in a billion dollar industry. The NFL can't do that. Come on now. Soft. They can totally do that. Jalen, I, I, I hope you're on the same page as me, man, because I, I, I truthfully think they can do that. Gonzo says, hey, at least your dog got a ball. Yeah, doing better than Sky. Um, Sterling, please make sense of why Noah isn't getting more chances. Dude catches everything. I, I'm with you. I, the Chiefs have been effective out of 12 personnel. He's better than the wide receivers currently. They don't use him enough. It's also why I say Zach Ertz, I, I don't know how much he moves the needle for Kansas City if they were to get him. How do we know they would actually use him correctly? And that point, too, you're taking snaps away from Noah Gray. And at this point in their careers, I think they're very similar players. Um John says, binge either MVS or Sky Moore. Send a message. They need to. I think I, think I was talking to uh, Neil Smith. I was talking to Neil Smith yesterday. And first off, we talked about the defensive line. He was thrilled with Carl Loftus, uh, Chris Jones. Even with Chris Jones not having a ton of the sack numbers, the understanding of um, he's getting doubled and triple teamed. But just there needs to be more accountability. I mean, we were talking about how we're still living in a in the glory age and the glory days of, of Chiefs football to an extent and how they still have a chance at the playoffs, but it's the little things that are killing them. It's the little things, the small things. And something that I always bring up, I always bring this up to people. When people say, yeah, well, if the Chiefs didn't have that turnover. Well, if the Chiefs didn't have that penalty. If the Chiefs didn't have that drop, they would have won that game. And I go, but we've said this for 14 weeks now. At some point, isn't this who this team is? Like at some point, if we have to say every single game, yeah, the Chiefs just beat themselves. Okay. But it's happening week in and week out. So it's who they are. This is this team. Oh. Frustrating because we had such high expectations in an AFC that's been down. You know, the Ravens finally found a way to claw their way to a victory. But no team in the AFC is standing out. Every team has a flaw. In a year where Kansas City should have been the clear-cut one, the best team in the AFC, they're struggling. That's why I think everyone is so frustrated because who knows how long this defense is going to be able to play at this high of a level. Who knows how long Harrison Butker will continuously be the best kicker in football. Him and Brandon Aubrey for Dallas are so fun to watch. You can't count on that every single game. The one time. The one time the Chiefs Demons had a bad game, what happened? Got their ass kicked by the Packers. 
Like the Chiefs demons should not have to hold teams to 17 points to have a chance. It used to be holding a 25, the Chiefs would win easy. They held the Bills to 20. Still lost. They're doing their job defensively. Uh, what's the Ravens flaw? I still think to an extent it's the wide receiver play. Uh, they've been better. OBJ, by the way, has stepped up in recent weeks. He's making a play a game. It feels like Zay Flowers is solid, uh, if not unspectacular. He's solid Rashad Bateman. Mark Andrews being out to me is a big deal. Isaiah Likely has been solid, but very inconsistent. He had a really good last game, but look at what he's done in the absence of Mark Andrews. It's not been phenomenal. I think that would be their biggest flaw. But again, I think they're the best, most complete team in the AFC. Yeah, and, and the health. Um, it's always going to come down to Lamar Jackson and his health. Uh, good question here. They don't have the talent as far as Kansas City. I'm with you, man. At some point to say, are they just not that talented? Again, I like to think they are. They're talented at 47 spots. The wide receivers, that's where the talent is lost. <sighs> My dog gets angry when I talk about Chiefs football like this. He's just sitting here getting upset with me. He's like, dude, put me at wide receiver. I can run a deep route. I can catch the ball sometimes. Give me one second, y'all. I apologize once again. I have these shelves, and he likes to put it underneath to get my attention. Maybe that'll get Andy's attention to switch the wide receiver room out. We'll put the football underneath some shelves. Uh, I see Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson's intriguing. I don't know how he is still this athletic and this fast at this age. I know he just uh, retired. To say I wouldn't like to see it would be an understatement, but the fact that we're talking about Deshaun Jackson in the year 2023 to be the savior, that shows you the lack of trust, the lack of talent, the lack of ability at wide receiver. Uh, he's not a golden retriever. He is a Kavapoo, Kevlin King Charles in a poodle mixed. He's got big ears, big heart. That's about it. Good dude though. He's a good dude. I want to get back to Wanya Morris really quickly because I think he has been a bright spot in a game that's been marred by disappointment. Wanya Morris, I'm all in now. I know Matt Connor and I disagreed to an extent, right? We disagreed to an extent. I said I, I love Wanya Morris. That was my favorite draft pick, but I didn't want to see him this year. The reason being, I like the consistency we had saw on the offensive line while Donovan Smith has an issue with penalties you know what you're getting from him. With the rookie left tackle, you don't know what you're getting. Wanya Morris has been very impressive to me in limited action. Uh, he's a very good run blocker. Pass protection is going to be a little bit of a work in progress. I'm not going to believe everything PFF says. I think PFF got this one wrong. Um, keep running to his side. Clyde looked fine. Like Clyde looked good. He was turning out five yards a carry for a big chunk of that game. And they stopped running towards Wanya Morris' side. I have no idea why. Jerk McKinnon's touchdown run, where was that to? Wanya Morris. Um, yeah, I, I think he just took a grown man's job. Donovan Smith is a fine swing tackle. He's a fine veteran guy in case of emergency. But at this point, I want to see Wanya Morris the rest of the season. There's more upside. We haven't seen the penalties. And he's a better run blocker. I am all in. I uh, see a question here saying, would we have been better spending the money on Hopkins rather than our right tackle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong there. Uh, I was not a fan of Jawan Taylor, by the way. If you remember all the way back when they signed Jawan Taylor for that contract, I said, what are the Chiefs doing? Uh, people called me an idiot because they said, well, right tackle is just as important as left tackle. I said, yeah, sure. 
They both face the same edge rushers in today's NFL. But guess what? Look at Travis Kelsey. Would he be paid like a top wide receiver if he was labeled a wide receiver? Yeah, he would. But guess what? He plays tight end, so you don't pay him like a wide receiver. Because he's a right tackle, you don't pay him like a left tackle. You don't be the team that resets the market. The Chiefs did. And what we've seen so far has been a fine right tackle, slightly above average, honestly. But the penalties have brought him down to playable, but at times, the the issue for the offense. This team is not explosive enough to make up a first and 20. They're just not anymore. It's crazy to think about. But when you get to first and 20, it's quick kick. It's quick kick. Call, call, call up Dustin Colquitt back in the day. Third down. Get a, get a quick punt in there. See if you can get some extra yards. I mean, this team offensively is not explosive. And they can't handle these penalties, which is why, again, I think Juan A. Morris uh, can be a little upgrade over Donovan. But Jawan Taylor, this can't happen. This cannot happen, and you're right. Because of that contract, and to an extent, Chris Jones holding out for as long as he did, kept the Chiefs from getting some wide receivers. I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins, how much he fixes, quite frankly. Um, he does this year. That second contract that was a two-year, $26 million contract, that was going to be the holdup to begin with. That second year for him was going to be um, – it's going to be tough. It was going to be tough. Uh, see a question here from Woozy Guy. Jet is really good at sliding through the smallest of gaps. Sneaky, elusive. Dude, all in. Jet McKinnon. I did not think he was going to play a ton in this game. Clyde started. McKinnon finished. It was really nice to see. I love Pacheco, but the Chiefs really do right now have a nice stable of backs. Believe it or not, I think Clyde's played, honestly, serviceable. But McKinnon being healthy and being used more has been so fun to watch. That's one hope I have as a season uh, gets to the tail end and heading into the playoffs. Getting McKinnon more involved might be the offensive secret sauce to get it going. I uh, got a super chat here from Flapjack City. Always appreciate you, Flapjack City. It says, after Kadarius Tony two inches off sides, I realized my wife lied. <laughs> inches do matter. Thank you, Flapjack City, for that one. I can always count on you for a good laugh. Always count on you for a good laugh. All right, some other positives I want to take away from this game. Don't want to be all negative. Legereus Sneed. Sneed once again locking down a wide receiver one. Legereus Sneed got to be all pro. Legereus Sneed locks up anyone who's watching this who's not a Chiefs fan, your favorite receiver. Legereus Sneed does it all. I love the dude. Um, this amazing season he's having is going to get him paid a ton of money. Coming into this year, I thought the Chiefs had a really good chance at keeping him because he plays a um, lot of slot. You know, he played a lot of slot the previous couple seasons, but this year he's been a lot of, I will travel with the best wide receiver and I'm going to lock his ass down. That's a cornerback that, get, that gets paid a ton of money in today's NFL. Again, that Juwan Taylor is going to be very that Juwan Taylor contract, I should say, going to be very difficult to um, maneuver when it comes to paying Legarius Sneed. Again, also Chris Jones is another situation to get down to. Um, but yeah, Legarius Sneed I thought was very, very good. Huge positive takeaway in that game. I do want to get down to Mahomes in some of his comments post game. I haven't touched on this a lot. 
He came out and apologized today, which of course he was. He apologized to Josh Allen, but I understand where he's coming from and not necessarily in the sense of taking it out post game on the refs. But in that moment, these are all players at the highest of their, they've been alphas, right? Their entire NFL career, college career, high school career. They're almost always the best player in high school, in college. They get to the NFL. They're alphas. They got the adrenaline running through them. Then they have a call that they think goes against them. They've been practicing their ass off to get to this point in a massive moment. I'm always shocked you don't see players yell at refs more often, especially in the heat of the battle. I'm not saying they should, but I'm saying I'm surprised we don't see it more. Mahomes for seven years has been the pinnacle of excellence on and off the field. This is a guy who always says and seemingly does the right things. I will give him a free pass for losing his cool. And I don't think it's all the ref's fault. I don't. Like, I don't think this one exact play, but it was a a straw that broke the camel's back, right? This was all of these things all season long, bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up. And then you get to hear. He's not going to yell at Kadarius Tony. He's not. He's not going to go off on him on the sideline. So what's he do? He's pissed. He's pissed. He's going to take it out on the ref. They're going to move on from this. They're going to move on from this. Question says, where is Harden? He's been on the IR injured reserve. Um, Joshua Clayton says, I love that fire from Jones on the sideline. I, I do too. Getting into it with the coaches. Um, they needed something. They needed to spark. And the defense actually from that point on was electric. They, they were great. Um, Donnie says, who cares? Yell at a ref who hasn't. I, I mean, I'm with you. Uh, but you will use this as, um, again, I don't think it's a great look, but I'm saying it, it happens. If you've seen me in my men's league basketball, I try and keep my cool too, but I have a call that doesn't go my way. You better believe I'll give a little bit of, come on, man. Come on. Like you want to win. And that's basketball men's league at age 29, not the NFL, a game against your AFC rival, the Bills. Like I understand dudes losing their cool. Will Harbin and Pacheco be back for the playoffs? Angry, drunken German asked. Yeah, I'd assume both would be. Um, Pacheco, it's his shoulder, the same shoulder he had off-season surgery on. Um, I hope they just uh, let him rest. Okay. I'm, I'm not worried about the Chiefs missing the playoffs. So at this point, get healthy. You ain't getting the one seed. So get healthy and try everything possible to find something offensively that'll click. Jason Tyler says, Sterling, let's 1v1. 1v1 and what? Basketball? I'm all in, baby. I'm, I'm 5'10", but um, remember Jimmer for debt from BYU? That's his game right here. Um, <laughs> great, quite, great comment. The tile was planned to get a new stadium on the ballot. Yeah, the tile falling above Chris Jones in the stadium, in the presser, so that way they can get a new, uh, uh, new stadium on the ballot. I like that. Chestnut checkers. Uh, Joshua Clayton says, do you think we go 4-0 the rest of the year? My guess is 2-2. Two two. Well, so what, the Chargers, final game. Uh, obviously, no, Justin Herbert. Herbert is out for the season. The Chargers are a literal, utter dumpster fire. Um, you got to feel for the 13 Chargers fans out there. Um, brutal. Patriots, Cheeks. Um, Bengals right seven and six and I think I'm drawing a blank on that fourth game I apologize let me pull it up very quickly the Raiders um I think they go four now 
I think they go four and zero. I do. Uh, the Ravens do have a very tough end of schedule. I know I said it earlier. You know, forget about the one seed. I do think health is more important, but um, I guess technically the Chiefs are still not out of the equation of a one seed. But you need a decent amount of help from the Ravens. Uh, Clifton says, "Why is everyone so sure the Chiefs aren't getting the one? I'm not there yet. Look at the rest of the schedule for Miami and, and Baltimore. I, Miami, I think, is not getting either. I, first and foremost, I don't." It's between Baltimore and the Chiefs, in my mind. Baltimore has a very tough schedule, but I, I think Baltimore is a very good team. Again, all this goes out the window as long as the Chiefs, uh, they have to go for now. Um, John says, Justin Ross had a decent start to the season. Do you expect him to start where he left off or will he have to be patient and wait for an opportunity? I think he'll have to be patient. Um, he was fine, but again, he had some issues in the red zone, some miscommunications, but at the same point, everyone, it seems like, outside of Rasheed and Travis have had some miscommunication. I, I'm down to try anything, okay? Just try it. It can't be worse. Seriously, if your veterans don't know where to be, then use the young guys because at least there's some upside in that situation. Yeah, Titans did help out a ton last night uh phantom says hey sterling it gel or pomade it's like a clay type situation it's a it's a little it's a clay uh what is our biggest weakness on defense my guess is run stuffing dt yeah Derek naughty had a couple of nice games to start this season and he's really regressed um i guess that'd be the biggest concern is is the chiefs struggles at time in pass or in um run defense I also say their linebackers are great. Love Nick Bolton, um, but we know his one weakness is in pass coverage. Although he will, make, he did make a great play at the end of the first half, knocking that ball down. Uh, that was a very smart, intelligent play. Um, but in regards to where I think the Chiefs can be taken advantage of, I think you saw it against the Bills. Without Drew Tranquil, the Chiefs can be taken advantage of vertically. Um, Obviously, no Brian Cook as well makes a little bit of a difference, but Willie Gay Jr.'s kind of come back down to earth from his great start. Leo Chanel, he's not a great pass coverage linebacker, and obviously with Drew Tranquil out, the two two teams the past weeks, the Packers and the Bills, have taken advantage and really attacked the Chiefs vertically. Um, it's interesting to watch because, I mean, yeah, Nick Bolton was um, – gone the previous week and that was more of a Jack Conkren situation, but this was a an effort to try and attack him. I think it's interesting. I think he's very good, obviously. Nick Bolton's the best run-stuffing linebacker on this Chiefs team, but I've noticed a little trend that that's the way the teams have taken advantage of this incredible Chiefs defense because you're not taking advantage of Legereus or Trent. They're too good. So what do you have to do? Find other ways, and that's the way they, uh, they've they been attacking the Chiefs the past two weeks, and I actually expect that to continue. Um yeah, Brian Cook, maybe back into year. Um, not a guarantee, but it sounds like he avoided. I have no idea that your ankle's not supposed to go that way, man. Your ankle is not supposed to go that way. He's probably going to be back at some point tail into this year, which is absolutely wild. But that still is crazy to me. If he if he does not come back, I would not be surprised. Uh, John Satterfield asks, what happened to the guy we got from the Raiders, Neil Farrell? That was uh, offseason, OTAs, preseason. He hasn't played at all. He's typically a um, uh, game day inactive, right? He's on, he's on the 53, but not on the game day 46. Uh, John Gordon says we need Tranquil and Bolton at the same time. Yes, yeah, the best. When they have Tranquil and Bolton at the same time, that is their best. What you've seen a lot of teams do without Drew Tranquil or even with Leo on the field, they're running a lot of 
12 personnel. So you saw it against the Bills where they put Dalton Knox, who of course has come back off of IR this week to face the Chiefs. You put Dalton Kincaid and Dawson Knox in the field at the same time. So what did the Chiefs have to do to um, try and mirror that? Well, then they go out of their base package, which they don't typically run a lot of, which is 4-3. So then what you have is a lack of a secondary player out there, a better coverage player, and now you have both Nick Bolton and Leo Chennault in the field at the same time. So that way the, chi- or the, the opposing team can take advantage of one of those guys in pass coverage. It's interesting, and it's also quite frankly why I wish the Chiefs would run more 12 personnel with Noah Gray and Travis Kelsey. But again, that apparently is me yelling at a brick wall. Any more questions here I want to get to? Yeah, angry, drunken German nails again. Include Gray and more 12 personnel instead of four wide. Include more Hardman manufactured touches. I'm sure that'll happen once he gets back off of the IR. Run the football or run blocking. No longer sucks with Morris. Uh, ADG, same page yet again. Um, See if there's any more more questions here that I need to hit on. I apologize I am doing my best to hit all the questions you guys have. Everything shows up on one side. When you get Matt Connor here, it's easy because he can be talking, I can be looking. But when a man's got to do it all, it makes it a little hard. Uh, by the way, I know Richard's back there. He's still a little sick, so I, I'm, I'm hoping he feels better. We normally do a must list on this show. I'm not going to bring him on because he wasn't feeling great. So I want to give you guys a heads up. It's almost Christmas time, right? Almost Christmas season. Go see Socks by J.D. McPherson. Go listen to Socks by J.D. McPherson. I went last night to Knuckleheads. If you are from Kansas City and you've not been to Knuckleheads, it is the best music venue in the city. Um, Uptown's probably my second favorite, but I absolutely love Knuckleheads. Had a blast. Went to Jay Rieger beforehand. Um, It's not your grandpa's Christmas music. And and while they do play stand-up bass and the drummer does play traditional grip, it's unique. It's fun. I could not recommend J.D. McPherson more. So there's my must list for all y'all out there. Um, again, AMA. I'll do a few more minutes here. If anyone has any more questions, I'll try to hit as many as possible here. Um, Luke says, missed the beginning of the chat. Why do I feel like we are we are a team making excuses versus taking accountability and fixing the problems? Do you feel the same way? Yes, 100%. It's why I said I, I, I feel like every single week it's, you know, if we didn't have that drop or if we didn't have that penalty or we didn't have that turnover, we'd win this game. But if you do that every single week, that's not the outlier, okay? The outlier is playing a clean game. So where's the issue? Is it coaching? Is it the players not listening? Is it the players aren't coachable? Like there has to be a disconnect somewhere. I don't know where it's at. If I knew where it was at, guess what? I wouldn't be doing this and I'd be on a coaching staff somewhere. But Luke, I'm with you. They got to be a little more um, accountable for their actions. Um, let me see. Zach Ertz, Travis Kelsey, 12 personnel would be sweet if we pursued him, says Mitchell Johnson. I'm with you, man. But again, I, I keep going back to I want to see more Noah Gray. We aren't seeing him as much as I would like to see more Zach Ertz. What has his coaching staff told us that we would see a lot more 12 personnel? Because I think Noah Gray's been good. I think Noah Gray's been good. And at this point in their careers, how much of a difference are there between those two guys? You know, if you're running 13 personnel, that's great too. I, I Blake Bell is not doing anything at this point for me. You know, I know he's still a good blocker, but they don't really use him. I'm not saying I wouldn't like to see Zach Ertz, but in the grand scheme of things, just with how the Chiefs already 
lack of using gray as much as I would like to see. I don't know how much more um, Zach Ertz moves the needle. Clifton says, all right, traditional grip on drums that looks really cool. My favorite drummer is Dave uh, Weckl. Hell yeah, Clifton. I knew you're a good dude. I knew you're a good dude. Uh, Brant says, maybe it's naggy. Good point. You know, I was talking to Nick Lowry today, and he, he kind of brought that point up as well. Not basically blaming Matt Nagy, but just wondering if there's a disconnect coaching-wise. You're seeing some issues with the Eagles, right? With, with Especially defensively with Jonathan Gannon leaving, right? You're seeing the issues of guys are the same, players are the same, schemes a little different. And what's the Eagles' defense done? They've regressed. Maybe there is something to that. Maybe with Matt Nagy, we're seeing a little different schematic than what we or schematic scheme, I guess, or uh, something schematically different than what we we saw with Eric Bieniemy. Uh, again, we're spitballing here. I'm not saying Bieniemy is the uh, secret sauce to everything, but I think it's fair to wonder. Andy reads the same, right? He's going to have 51-49. We know he's the play caller. We know that he's going to have the final say in everything. So the head chef's the same, but the sous chef is different. How much input, how much, how much of a difference does the sous chef make? And I think that's what we're all wondering right now. Um, James says this last week's game is this year's Chiefs in a nutshell. Too many penalties, drops, and middle mistakes. Yeah, we've said it every single week. Every week, man. And that's why I said this is who this team is. Uh, Ollie, appreciate the uh, comment here. It says the Arrowhead addict over KCSN. We do like the fellows at KCSN, but we do appreciate you liking us just a little bit more. Uh, that is very kind to you. Thank you. Um, Mitchell says, would pursuing Jarvis Landry or T.Y. Hilton help, or is it a little too little too late? I think at this point, maybe a little too little too late. Uh, Jarvis Landry, again, I, I always thought of him more as a slot receiver, as a possession guy. And Rasheed Rice has been so good there. And then I think you're adding to the uh, conundrum of having too many slot receivers and not enough input on the outside. T.Y. Hilton, I think, could play more on the outside. But look at his career numbers. They've progressively gone down. He's been injury prone. I don't know how much more T.Y. Again, the name's great. I love T.Y. Hilton. Loved watching him. But I don't know how much he moves the needle at this point. Uh, Jacob says, I'd like to see the wide receiver coach fired. Only wide receiver I've seen catch with his hands and not his body is rice. I have an interesting thought here, Jacob, not trying to, um, start an argument, but I'm trying to push back a little on this. And I know I'm in the minority here. I'm not trying to become a Connor Embry truther or a, uh, I got his back or anything like that. I don't know the dude, but he's taken the normal route. From I know everyone said he's never been a wide receiver coach before, which is true. But I was asking a lot of former Chiefs. He's taken the normal route to wide receiver coach from um, you know quality control, some stuff defensively. Just this is a normal route you take. Okay, I know a lot of people want him gone. My one question I have is the Chiefs have been issues at wide receiver for a while now, pre Connor Embry, like. Connor Embry isn't the reason the Chiefs drafted Sky Moore instead of staying put and drafting George Pickens. Connor Embry wasn't the reason they drafted McCole Hardman instead of, let's just say, a DK Metcalf. Connor Embry wasn't the guy that, or the team or decision maker that didn't draft Tank Dell or Nico Collins in the third round. Right? I, I will say it's a little 
unsettling that everyone has regressed this season. Okay. Um, it is a little unsettling that MVS as a veteran has regressed, but also if you're a veteran, that's kind of on you. You know, I'm getting questions from Jason. So what does he do? That's a great question. I, 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 we're not there in the meetings. We don't know. We've not heard a lot of players talking about Connor Embry, but I just think it's a little, I don't want to say unfair, but I, but I feel like we're, we're all trying to find a scapegoat. We're all trying to find and point at one specific thing so that we can say, well, if that changes, if we had a different wide receiver coach, this team would be 11 and two. I don't think it's that simple. Okay. I'm not saying he's not an issue, but I'm saying we're blaming him without having a lot of legitimate understanding of the impact of a wide receiver coach. Like I talked to Mark Bo Richter about this, you know, wide receiver coaches can move the needle, but again, at the end of the day, it comes down to the player. Do you got talent? You got accountability? Do you have to want to? Can you are, you, are you coachable? Are you teachable? You know, and the Chiefs right now, I think a big issue is they don't have a leader at wide receiver. There's no alpha. Like I know the Chiefs have traditionally stayed away ever since Tyreek Hill of drafting a me first guy. But I think as a wide receiver, that doesn't suck. Like if you're a wide receiver, don't you want a little bit of Give me the rock. Like A.J. Brown, even when he's putting up crazy numbers, he wants the ball more. Like I'm not saying that's great to have at every single position. You want four of those dudes, but you need one. You need one guy who's going to step up and say, give me the fucking rock. I'm not going to drop it. I'm going to make something happen. Right now, the Chiefs don't have that. Rasheed Rice might be that. He might become that. But if you're MVS or a veteran guy, where's, where's that dog in you? Where's that accountability? Where, where, where's the ability to step up? I just, there's no veteran leadership. It feels like in the wide receiver room. It's what it feels like to me. It feels like, again, the Kadarius Tony thing. I mean, he's not a rookie. He's a third year guy and that's a silly mistake. And yeah, it's not a good look when your veteran in the, in the room is making rookie mistakes every week. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of joking about you want a diva wide receiver, but you, you almost do. It's like certain positions you want, you want a little bit of outlandishness. You want a little bit of out there. You kind of need that. Look at, look at the Steelers. They draft those dudes all the time. And what happens? They're studs. Studs. Um, all right. All right. I, I, I think we're here. I think we're coming up to the end here again. Chiefs can still get the onesie. The Chiefs are making the playoffs. The Chiefs can still get right. But the issues are alarming. The issues of penalties, turnovers, bad play calling happens week in and week out. This is who the Chiefs are right now. Maybe we'll see a different Chiefs team. We've seen them for three quarters against the Raiders. This defense is still elite. They will keep the Chiefs in games every single week. Harrison Butker is still a weapon. He's absolutely incredible. Okay. Keep the faith. Like we're George Michael out here. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll be back with Adam Best. We'll dive deeper, have some fun. Thank you to everyone who was hanging out, who was commenting, who was listening. I love doing these AMAs with you guys. The Arrowhead Addict fam here, the podcast fam is so enjoyable. I'm so glad to be able to be able to do this with all of you. Thank you so much to Richard Behind the Glass. Until next time, we are out.